There's nothing better than after you get your butt kicked, going back out on the field the next week and just absolutely taking it out on another team. That's exactly what Utah did in their 55-3 to win against Arizona State. And we're breaking down the dominating performance by the Utah offense and Utah defense on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. We love interacting with you guys in the YouTube comments and appreciate all of you who do make us your first listen every single day. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the Views of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're just reacting to Utah and the impressive offensive performance and defensive performance. I mean, just impressive performance. Anytime you beat a team 55 to 3, I mean, it just shows you you're you're doing something right. I mean, just like, I mean, yeah, that <laughs> wow, that was something else. I mean, Utah just from the start, you know, Utah executed offensively well on the first drive. Bryson did a good job distributing to it, and it was great to see Devon Vale get into the end zone, but um you really knew Arizona State was going to be in trouble, not just when Utah easily moved the ball on them, but as soon as the broadcasters said that Arizona State only had six offensive linemen on scholarships available, and when they said that, I'm like, you only have six offensive linemen on scholarships available against the best pass rusher in college football right now, Joan Ellis, and two very good other pass rushers, Connor O'Toole, Van Fillinger, and that's not even getting you an elite interior. Guys like Samote Pepe Jr., Tifuna, Keanu Tanavasa, Aliki Vaimahi actually got home for a sack. He got guys like David Fotu with active hands can bat down passes. Like that's what you're you're going against with a depleted offensive line. And then of course Borgay unfortunately gets hurt, and it was bad. <laughs> it got bad really fast. Uh, what's that one Will Ferrell meme from uh, from Anchorman? Boy, that escalated quickly. That uh that pretty much perfectly uh, encapsulates hey, how this one uh, took place. It just yeah, it got bad quickly. Um. And yeah, just an impressive performance from Utah. So let's talk about it. Uh, Bryson played great. 19 for 28 overall, 161 yards, five yards of throw, four touchdowns. And rushing-wise, had seven for 56. Some of that always a, a little bit. Or excuse me, actually, I don't think he got sacked. So that might actually not be deceiving. But I don't know. I felt like he might have had more than 56 yards rushing. Either that or like just the impact of those yards just felt uh, bigger. Bryson did a great job. Then Ludwig called a really good game plan. And yes, part of it is Bryson getting settled in like more to the offense, Utah opening things up more than anything else. But I think more than anything else, the reason the Utah offense looks so much better against Arizona State than Oregon is because one is Arizona State and one is Oregon. Oregon is the top five team in the country right now. And Arizona State is, oh, I don't want to do that to this team because I feel bad. They got a lot going on. They're not, they're not any, let's just say they're not even right now. They're probably not one of the 50 best college football teams. And I, that's probably not even that hot of a take. It just, you know, anytime you say someone's not top 50 when there's only, you know, five power five conferences, that feels a little spicy, but that's, yeah, it's not even that hot of a take. So yeah, Arizona state's not great. I mean, look at how the Utah offensive line was just blowing them off the ball repeatedly. Like Jaquin and Jackson played great, great vision, you know, 13 carries 111 yards, a touchdown. Great to see Nate Johnson with his late run in there. Jalen Glover, 14 carries, 64 yards. Like Bryson did a good job. Like everyone did well, but like the quality of the opponent also has to matter. Like, yes, Utah executed, and I love that, but also Arizona State. Like, and I'll even say this is where I was wrong. Like, I was giving that Arizona State 
front seven some credit and they just did not play well and they got blown off the ball and utah deserves a lot of credit for that too but washington is going to be a, a much tougher task for utah next week like i'm not expecting utah to go in and we know utah's not throwing up 55 points but there's i mean it'd be it's gonna we'll see if utah can cross 30 next week that'll be a struggle and um yeah i, I think this is definitely a positive that's what we talk about all week on locked on utah obviously the washington matchup ahead but a lot of positive things to take away from here but this isn't exactly like, oh, yes, the Utah offense is fixed. I was like, ah, it's probably more the opponent than anything else. But I did love seeing how can you not be encouraged by everything, whether it was Bryson, thought he was more decisive, made some nice throws, um, still still misses a couple. Bryson, I'm, I'm sorry, he's still a game manager, does a very good job. He did a very good job. It's why he only have a five yards, five yards of throw, despite making plays like Tim Near McLean had one to Landon King, too. And part of that's Utah, you know, being not letting him truly open it up and fire it all over the place. You know, they do keep it a little conservative still, but also Bryson threw two interceptions last week. One of those, not his fault, really, but you know what I mean? Like he also, there's other throws in that game where it was like, those are turnover worthy throws that the defense didn't pick off. So uh, yeah, Bryson played well, thought he made some good decisions with the ball. Just love how tough he is when it comes to running the football too. Makes good reads. There was one time, you know, Utah ran that op- option to the outside where he has the decision. He can either pitch it to Jalen Glover or he can keep it inside. He did a good job faking the pitch and then runs and gets the first down. Things like that where he does a good job. Uh, never fumbles it. Just tough throwing his helmet and head around in there. Uh, I just love the way Bryson plays and that that mentality of the toughness he displays every time he takes the field. Great showing by the offensive line. Fano over at left tackle. Bills. Coley in at center, Mokafisi, Laumea, bounce back game for them because they're better than the Sun Devils were up front, and man, they executed. Bryson had time. That was another huge part of the reason Bryson was so good, too. Bryson had so much time to throw. The Utah offensive line did a great job keeping him protected. There was a time or two where pressure broke in, of course, and I thought Bryson, like the early one, there was a point where he was going to get, excuse me, sacked in the game, and he shook off the sack and then ends up running for for a nice game. That's where I'm like, okay, Bryson, that's good growth right there because we talked about how he isn't handled pressure fantastically so i like that he was able to do that kind of operate off script in uh in that scenario there so yeah good things from bryson like that he gave lane king an opportunity utah just did a good job focusing in on vele he's been he's been getting open all season we've been talking about that on this show that you got to get vele the ball more so i'm happy they were able to do so and yeah just fun to watch this offense be able to execute there and uh, see the other guys like i said landon king was he had a career high i think it was four pass catches in this one or four passes caught uh, receptions, of course, is what that's called. Uh, and he did a really good job. I think that Landon's a guy I'm very excited for next year. He had that one. He had the touchdown, which was easy. He had the low catch. But there were a couple other ones he got open. And uh, his run blocking was an improvement in this game. Once again, lack of competi- lack of quality of competition probably paying into that a little bit. But good to see him. And just good to see Utah execute in general offensively. Love some of the creativity stuff. Seeing like DeJon Stanley out on the field was something fun and uh, unexpected. And great to see Nate Johnson have that long run, too. I know that. You know, no, no Sione Vaki this game. I think this was one they realized they could rest him up a little bit, and he looked a little fatigued against Oregon last week, so maybe that was why Utah decided to do that. And they're going to need him against Washington, I, I believe. But if they don't, then Nate Johnson needs to get some more snaps in because he is, I mean, he's one of the best athletes on this team still. We saw it once again with the long run, t- long running touchdown he had. So definitely want to see him continue to get involved. Love how hard Jaquinnon continues to run the vision he displays. He and Jalen Glover do his thing throughout this one too. And Maneer McLean's catch. Oh my goodness. How about that? That was spectacular going up over top with the Moss. I I loved every second of that play and just watched it back so many times to me. That's just elite elevation right there. And I'm, whew, yeah, I'm definitely want to see Maneer um, continue to be involved in this passing game because we were talking a lot about, this is where 
what's new when you have something that's new that's coming in, you can forget about what you've got. We were all talk about Emery Simmons, Micah Pittman, you know, injuries affected Pittman. Uh, season hasn't gone the way Simmons hoped, of course, but Maneer McLean was a guy who should have gotten more hype by myself, especially before the season. And I'm glad he showed out in a couple opportunities with some big passing plays and uh, was fun to see him get in the end zone, especially on a spectacular grab like that. I wish they ESPN still did that. You got Moss segment because I think Maneer would be on it, but really like the offense. Hats off to Andy Ludwig. Great game plan coming into this one, whether that R- RPO just in general, putting Utah in position with some creative things to succeed. You'll love to see it out of the Utah offense. So very impressed by the Utah offense in this game as Utah does throw up 55 points. But of course, Utah didn't just win because they got 55 points. They also won and won by over 50 because their defense only held Arizona State two three points. How were they able to do that? Well, we're going to be talking about that in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about another one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in eBay Motors passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or dive alive. On eBay Motors, they have everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers all righty let's talk about the utah defense just domination i mean it was so awesome i was hyped to see leavani damuni lead Utah tackles. I think that was something I actually predicted on last week's show. You guys can check me on that. I might, I might be off there, but I um, was happy to see Damuni do his thing. 11 tackles for Utah. Karene Reed was seven. The Utah defensive line was executing four sacks for Utah. We said Jonah Ellis would get two sacks. I'll, I'll take 1.5. I thought that was uh, that was good for him. By Mahi, able to get home. You know, we saw some more Jonathan Hall in this game. Cole Bishop, Sione Vaki, just the defense, doing what they do, making plays. How about Smith Snowden getting some action? This is where games like this are fun because you get players that get to come in and make – and act in this one. Oh, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, just exciting stuff from the Utah defense. And we mentioned it from the jump. Um, I said that once Utah scored offensively, and then I heard that Arizona state was down there starting some starting offensive linemen and only had six on scholarship, not like six with experience on scholarship, six offensive linemen on scholarships. That'd be like, if Utah had to throw Caleb Lomu out there right now, and Caleb Lomu is going to be a very good player. I don't know how that would go in his very first start going against a top five defense in college football, which I think Utah still very much arguably is. And I think ah, I'll say top 10 because I think that's an overreaction by me because during the Oregon game, I did say that Utah was a top 10, probably not a top five unit. So we'll say that I got this is where even I'm getting overexcited, right? Like it's hard not to overreact when you only hold a team to, to three points, but the quality of them does have to matter in this one. And just loving what I'm seeing on the Utah passers. The secondary play has been elite. JT Brown with a couple of nice pass breakups. Yeah, I got a little grabby one time. That's no big deal. Special teams that one one kickoff wasn't great, but overall they were good. And that's I'm I'm almost okay. I'm okay in some ways. Maybe even glad that happened because that allows you to get sharp against Washington. Because if you want to go in Husky Stadium get a win, stuff like that cannot happen. So those same thing with missed field goals. Get those out of the way now, so you work on them even harder in practice this week. Really lock in mentally focus all those kind of things and i'm saying saying those guys didn't like mistakes are going to happen but just like whenever you make a mistake the following week you're less likely to obviously make that mistake because you're more hyper aware about it and doing everything in your power to correct that so that's where i think that it's okay that utah did have those kind of 
gaffes because they're going to get them right ahead of the Huskies game. And yeah, just talk about this defense a little more. The job they did, you know, obviously unfortunate, like we mentioned, with Borgay getting hurt. But yeah, it was the passing attack was just a mess for Arizona State from there. And yeah, they just could not get anything going through the air. Utah did put, you know, obviously Utah was ready to go with their run defense, putting some extra guys in the box, but never really having a chance was Arizona State offensively with that many offensive linemen out. Once Borgay got hurt, they already down Rashada earlier in the season. Once Conover came. I mean, five for 22, 41 yards in the INT. We mentioned good, good for uh, Miles Battle to be able to bring that one. That was a moss of his own, too. So he got one, too. But anytime you hoard five for 22 is one of the worst. This is I'm not trying to say this is a dump on the guy. It's one of the worst completion percentages I've seen in a in a very long time. And, you know, give Utah credit, too, for not just making him uncomfortable. We talked about going to this game. So, like, what does Utah have to do to win? Well, they got to shut down Scadabo. And Scadabo, 12 carries, only 31 yards. Also receiving-wise, Badger, one catch for one yard. I think he got held one other time, or there was some other penalty thing that took one away. But either way, like the, the best players on Arizona State were neutralized by this Utah defense. So that's a credit to Morgan Scali and all the individual players for stepping up and, and making things happen defensively for Utah. Just seven wins for this team with all the injuries they've sustained. It's just incredible. I know you all are probably thinking about that as well every once in a while. Like it's just it's crazy what Utah's been able to do and uh you love to see it. And as far as those, I mean, they had only six first downs. Utah had 26 to six. They out, they had more first downs. The third down efficiency, one for 16 for Arizona State, Utah 10 for 17. Arizona State was held under 100 yards of offense. I talked about maybe Utah could hold them under 100 yards rushing. While Utah had over 500 yards of offense, only 40 passing yards too. Just, once again, just defensive domination. They had that early field goal that was really set up by the huge return. And out, I mean, the Utah defense just did their thing. Those all the Utah defensive line dominated the line of scrimmage. Demuni and Reed, one and two in tackles, they did their thing. The safeties stepped up as always, taking care of any big play potential. And the corners were locked down on the outside. This defense is elite, and they showed why. This is what you do when you play teams that aren't as good for you and that have injuries. Like we thought the Utah defense would be good, but I even I said, like, okay, Arizona State will score 13, right? They're coming off a win against Washington State and I thought they'd be able to do some things, but everyone in Rice Eccles Stadium was riled up. I know the crowd wasn't fantastic at the like the very, very start. I saw some of those photos, but it looked like later on the place kind of started to fill in. So shout out to all of you guys who make Utah the muscle, everything that goes into the home field advantage that is Rice Eccles Stadium. And crazy that only one home game left, and that's going to be the Colorado one, which will be will be a fun one. I think they're losing to Oregon State, which not surprising. I, I don't see, think Colorado is going to get bowl eligible this year, and uh, I'm very curious to see how that team is feeling coming into the game against Utah. I wouldn't put it past. I'm curious if Shador is going to play. That could be a hot take, but like if there's nothing to play for like against that defense, I, I wonder if we'll see Shador play in the final game or not. I really hope we do, but that's just something I'm floating out there. I wouldn't be shocked if that was the thing where it's like, okay, what are we playing for? Shadour has been beat up. And like, if he's a hundred percent healthy, he'll probably play. But if he's even like 90% healthy, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dion hold him out. I just think that's something that will be interesting to kind of watch and see if there's nothing on the line at that point in the season. We've seen teams do that before. So I hope that's not the case. Cause obviously I want it to be a, I want Colorado to be at their best when Utah beats them down. But <laughs> uh, I think that's something that that could potentially happen. Something to monitor. We'll uh, we'll see how that that whole process ends up playing out. But yeah, and uh, Kenny Dillingham like took out like I didn't have the team prepared for this and that. It's like uh, to me, it was more so you had all your offensive linemen gone. 
You had your quarterback injured, like any Arizona State fan mad at Kenny Dillingham. I don't understand that when there were so many issues injury-wise and, you know, Rice Stadium, Utah coming off the loss. Utah's a better program and a team right now. That's what Arizona State's trying to work their way into. Kenny Dillingham is far on the blame for, for losses for me. I thought this was just Utah executing better because they have the better players, and as of right now, it is better coaching by Utah, but Kenny Dillingham didn't even get a chance. I think he's one of the brighter offensive minds in college football right now, but he doesn't have much to work with at the moment, and I think he's got some exciting players there. You know, Scadabo, obviously, Badger do really good things, but they were shut down by Utah, so then it's the other guys to step up for Arizona State, and they weren't able to do that. So hats off to the Utah defense, the Utah offense, a masterful performance, 55-3. to Nothing better than a bounce-back victory, and this was one heck of a win for Utah just in terms of how impressive they looked. And you want to have a performance like this to give you some momentum going into a tough task against the Washington Huskies. That's what we'll be breaking down this week on Locked on Utes. We look forward to having you with us as we break down that game ahead of us.